Welcome back, folks, to the Trelour Blazures, the preeminent movie and video game trailer podcast on the interwebs. I'm one of your hosts, Ben Moon, joined by Mr. Nick Kelly. The other one. He's not a doctor, so we can't say Dr. Nick Kelly. No, I, I could print myself something that says I'm a doctor, but it would not be... Uh, legitimate. Legitimate in any way. Both of, We're both ordained, though. Um, I'm ordained in the, the Church of the Dude. I'm, a, I'm ordained in the Universal Life Church. That's right, yeah. So, so and, we, and we both did it so we could marry... Uh, so we could officiate marriages, right? So we could marry each other. <laughs> um, guys, welcome back. Uh, we took last week off because I was out of town, and uh, there really a whole wasn't a whole lot of stuff because it's still kind of uh, strike dregs lands. Yeah, they got a Patreon episode last week though. So oh, they did. Yeah, because we posted the Ben's favorite things bracket episode. So oh, Missy is yeah. next. I need to get a copy of that because I haven't heard it. Um, yeah, I think I can get you a RSS link mm. that you can use. Okay, sweet. Um, I'm really excited to talk about what we done had watched this past week because I've watched some new things and Nick watched uh, Kunk on Earth as one of his things and I just want to talk about it again because it's so funny. What we done watched. Let's just, just, just go right into it. So I watched the entire... There's only five episodes yeah. on Netflix of Kunk on Earth, which is Philomena Kunk <laughs> and uh, her history show. It's like if someone... It's like if you took someone off the street who was kind of dumb and had them host a yeah. history show, but she's funny, a thousand times funnier because she's British. Apparently, I've only been given half a minute to tell you about my venture up humanity. That's hardly long enough to explain the pyramids. It's obviously just big bricks in a triangle. I'll be asking questions. What was the Soviet onion? And go to every corner of a globe without corners. Do we know if China has a roof? So join me, Philomena Conk. This is Conk on Earth! Watch on BBC iPlayer. How was that quick enough for you? The writing um, is so good. It's so good. There's the Galileo episode. I was literally crying. I was laughing so hard. I was like trying to watch it while I worked, and I couldn't because I couldn't no. not pay attention because she's no. so funny. <laughs> it's simply too good. So yeah. you loved it. You binged it. You got through it quick. Yep. I went down. We didn't record a main feed episode last week, so I don't think. I went down and I got my tattoo with Steph two weeks ago and we watched season three of i think you should leave so i finally have seen season three of i think you should leave and the the monster through the dog door thing in the second episode is the funniest Uh. thing i've ever seen (laughs) it's so good (laughs) that's my favorite of all of them so far was that that skit with the dog door man so yeah uh two of the funniest things in a million years that I've watched, we're on Netflix, uh, Kunk on Earth, and I Think You Should Leave. So I watched that. Um, I caught up on Only Murders in the Building, which put me in a Steve Martin, Martin Short mood. So I watched The Jerk, which is a Steve Martin movie from 1979. And then I watched a, a comedy special of theirs on Netflix from like 2017 or something. And I, I watched the Frasier reboot on Peacock. 
or not Peacock, um, Paramount Plus. So I've seen the first three episodes of that because that's uh, all there is. Okay. Uh, only one direct reference to Cheers thus far. Fraser said he spent. He said, he's like, I wasn't always my best self in Boston. I spent a bit too much time at a certain bar. So that was the direct Cheers reference. There was a second indirect Cheers reference uh, where uh, Fraser's son had told his firefighter buddies that his dad had died. And that is what Fraser did in Cheers. And then when when they got to Fraser and his dad was there, everyone was like, "It's a it's a plot hole." But then they brought it up in the episode where Sam was on Fraser, and he's like, "I thought you said your dad was dead." <laughs> so they brought, they just brought it full circle. Uh, it's super sitcommy. It's like a '90s sitcom. Ah. A lot of the jokes are super predictable sitcom jokes too. But I like that stuff. So okay, I quite, I quite like it. I watched all of the Fall of the House of Usher on Netflix. Hmm. So in the terms of the Flanagan universe, like he did uh, Hill House and he did Haunting of Bly Manor and he did Midnight Mass and he did this. He did a bunch of other stuff, but uh, of the of those four things, I would put this second place. Oh, wow. Um, it okay. was not as good as Hill House. Yeah. It was better than Bly Manor. And then Midnight Mass was terrible. So oh. I, I ranked that last. Okay. It, it's such it's a good scale because Hill House is the best ghost thing ever made, and Midnight Mass is so tremendously stupid, like it was so bad. I'll never watch it then. Yeah, no, I it was it started off really strong too, but the end was so stupid. Mm. And what really drove me nuts on on Midnight Mass is they wouldn't say the word vampire. And it's like, do they? It's if vampires don't exist in this universe until now, that's dumb. Note from Nick: Missy said this exact same thing bothered her without prompt from me on Saturday night. And I just couldn't get past it. I was just like, "Say vampire! Stop! Stop not saying vampire! It's ridiculous! It's ridiculous that you're not saying vampire!" So it drove me insane. <laughs> but House of Usher, I'm a, I, I like Edgar Allan Poe stuff, so like, it was fun for me. I watched. The entirety of, well, there's only 22 episodes of Star Trek, the animated series from 1973, because I yeah. finished the original series. It's great. Uh, the animation is bad. It's like Johnny Quest. Yeah. Uh, it's barely animation. It's like a motion comic. Yeah. But the writing is good, and the writing is a lot like the original series, but it's tighter because it's a half an hour, so the, mm. the pacing is actually better than the original series. Okay. And, but the writing is the same. And the voice actors are all the same actors. So it's, yeah. it's great. It's really good. I liked hmm. it a lot. Uh, and also, a lot from Lower Decks is referencing the animated series. Like, more than yeah. I thought. That makes me want to watch it and then go back and watch Lower Decks it's again. It's worth watching it. And uh, also, like, the holodeck is from the animated series. It's not in the original series. It's from the animated series. And that's, like, a big part of Star Trek. Yeah, oh yeah, gosh. I mean, it's huge. And then I also watched Star Trek The Motion Picture, the first of the movies from 1979, I believe, also. Yes. So, that was good. Uh, I've seen some of them before, not all of them. So, I'm going to watch Wrath of Khan later. I've seen that one. I own that on Blu-ray. Yeah, I do too. I, I have a 10-pack of, of Blu-rays Star Trek movies. Uh, it's like all of the original series ones and then the four next gen ones. Mm. So 
I'm going like, to make my way through all Star Trek, I decided. Like, I'm going to watch yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's, yeah. That sounds good. To, that sounds fun to me. Yeah, because, like, I need stuff to watch on my phone while I work because I do a lot of annotating of PDFs, which is just, you know, like, dragging things around, and I need something. Otherwise, I want to stand up and walk around my house every time I do something, you know? So if I'm watching something, I don't get up and walk around. So it's actually mm-hmm. good for my productivity. Ah, nice. Uh, did we talk last episode about me watching Ahsoka? Uh, no, because you watched it in between uh, okay. when we recorded. Okay, so I started watching Ahsoka. I'm four episodes in. Um, you were absolutely right to get me to watch the entirety of Rebels before I started. It's It has enriched the, the experience. I love Ahsoka, yeah. the, the, show, the show. I love it love 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 it it's uh like when i saw the ghost i was just giggling yeah right um i thought this i thought sabine's intro in the show was like one of the coolest intros ever yes agreed. it was, it was amazing um so i can't i'm trying not i actually don't want to binge this like i really want to savor it like i you know i don't i don't i don't want to get through this i want to i want it to go on yeah well you can treat yourself like it's airing and just watch maybe one a week, you know. Like, yeah. Because I, I enjoyed that about it because it was fun to look forward to it, and because mm-hmm. I just loved it. So like, I love all those characters so much. Yeah, it's it's so fun. So, uh, I really and and so like, um, they, whoever's doing this show, like whoever's choosing the shots, whoever did the storyboarding, and, and maybe you know that's it's all Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni. There are shots in this that I've never seen before in Star Wars. And I'll give you an example. There, there's a shot where they're in um, one of the frigates and there's like a, <clears throat> they're in one of the bays with all the ships and you can see outside. Um, and normally in Star Wars, it's just space. You know, you can just see out in space, but there's other like frigates and stuff going by. And like, like, like you would, if you had a, a whole armada or whatever. And I was like, this is, why has they why have they never done this before like you, you just go like i'm seeing this and i recognize i've seen enough star wars that i've never seen this kind of shot before and it, it just, i do it's just like over and over again so i just really like the way it's made it, it looks really good um i really like some of the slow shots of like ahsoka like walking around I don't know. There's just like this like uh weight to that character and to like the samurai type Yep. Uh, influences on it. I just, it's so good. Yes. Uh, it also gets better as it goes each week. So, like, you watch the first half, the second half's twice as good as the first half. See, I can't even believe that. Like, because you're not the only person that told me that. And I was like, how can it get any better? It's already amazing. Yeah. Um, oh, I will say this, though. There's the scene, this is not really a spoiler, but there's a scene where um, Sabine is training with like a visor down over her face. And you can totally tell when it's her stunt double because she's like way thicker and mus- more muscular than her. Yes, I think her stunt double is Lauren Mary Kim, who does a lot of the uh, stick fighting stuff in Star Wars. So she's Ahsoka's mocap stunt person for the animated stuff. Okay. And uh, I know she was, I know she was the stunt double for Bo-Katan as well. So she, but I think it was also her for Sabine because I think she posted a picture. It was either her training with the person who was Sabine or she was Sabine, but she's like half the women in Star Wars. I was about to say, I, I, re- I recognize that name. Like that, yeah. she's a, she's a well-known 
uh, mocap and, and stunt person. So uh, very oh, also cool. the armorer. She's the armorer. The, oh, the suit actor for the, the armor. Yeah, not the voice, but the suit. Okay, cool. Well, she's. I'm glad she's getting that work. Yeah. Um, so I, I was uh, donating platelets and I started watching Castlevania Nocturne. Uh-huh. And there's some really good action sequences in it, but that's really the only thing I like about the Castlevania stuff. I, 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 I've made a decision, Nick. I, I really wish Castlevania, the shows, were different. I would make these shows completely different. Regular listeners to this podcast will understand why I'm now putting my hands on my temples. <laughs> Every time Ben talks about Castlevania, it's this. It's I know. This, it's the same thing. I know. Stop watching it. I don't want... You, I, ben, a, ben, you don't like Castlevania, Okay, man. No, I like Castlevania, the no, games. No, you don't. You I like don't the, like it. I like the games. Here's you what I need. don't like the show. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. Okay. We're, we're going to set this in stone right now. The next Castlevania that comes out, I'm just going to wait till somebody does a super cut of all the action sequences, and that's what I'm going to watch. All right, I'm gonna. Re- you you must realize that I will remember this. You oh, I will not. You will not remember this, but I will. Okay, and that's true. I, I may not, but you do remember things like this. So, yes. um, I just don't like the shows. I think I that's just like okay. some, I just like the action sequences and the lore. I don't like. I don't like the adult nature of it. I wish it was like more like the games. They're like really. They, these are like the shows are real dark. I feel you. Anyway. Uh, I've been watching Voyager as I've been working on shoes. I'm almost done with these Pearl Jam shoes that I'm doing for a commission. Oh, I watched Werewolf at Night, the black and white. Yes, yes. I loved it. I love so these good. Marvel one-shots, man. They're so good. Um, yeah. There's, they do these uh, classic like push-in, like slow push-in, like the old horror movies. And there's and there's one where the girl, she's like kind of cowering. And the way that she has her arms, I was like, this is straight out of a classic monster movie. It's so good. Like, it's so good. It's so good. They they really honor um, the source material, you know. Yeah, uh, they just released an in color, a colorized version of it. Mm-hmm. I, if you have not watched Werewolf by Night, watch the black and white one. Don't. Oh yeah. Don't. And if you watch the colorized one, watch it later because the black yeah. and white one is how it's supposed to be, and it's awesome. Absolutely. Uh, also, that man thing puppet is insane it took like 25 people to operate it because he's so big really and like i thought it was cgi sometimes it's mostly the puppet like even when it runs it's the puppet because i thought it looked wonky when it was running and then i saw like a video of them and the big puppet running and it's it looks wonky because it's a big puppet running wow wow oh that's cool cool. i need to watch like a making of it or something yeah that's the one that's what i watched it was on uh it's on Disney Plus. It's I think it's called Director by Night or something. Oh, I gotta watch that. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, yeah, I love I love Werewolf by Night. It was one of my favorite Marvel things of the past couple of years. Yeah. Do you think any any of the stuff from that would show up in like Blade? Uh, probably. Like Bloodstones are are in Blade comics. Elsa Bloodstone is in like blade and midnight suns and stuff yeah they just added her as a character on uh marvel snap yeah she's cool uh yeah they should bring her they should bring her into that mm-hmm. they should make a midnight suns thing that's what I, that's what that's what we want yeah that's what we I want. want that's what i want to like all of this stuff like have it lead up to midnight suns and let that be the new avengers yeah dark avengers midnight suns yeah that's that's they should hire us nick 
I know they should at least ask me. I've re- I've read all this stuff. I know what people like. They should just ask you. Yeah. Um. Oh, the last thing I started watching Bad Batch. I've literally watched like 15 minutes of Bad Batch, 20 minutes, and I'm like already in. I'm like, I when do I get to watch, when do I get to go back to Bad Batch? Well, the Bad Batch is first introduced in in the final season of Clone Wars. So like, when you finish. Uh, the two seasons of The Bad Batch, you could watch season seven of The Clone Wars. Hmm. I might do that. That might give me some context for Rebels, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Clone Wars is great. It's not all great. There's a lot of dumb stuff in Clone Wars and filler. It's still, I love it overall, but, like, there's certain, there's certain stuff in Clone Wars that is, like, must-see and some stuff that is not. Yeah. And, like, all of the Darth Maul stuff in Clone Wars is great. Like, they turn him into one of the best Star Wars characters. Uh, everything with Ahsoka's um, leaving the Order and stuff like that it was all great. And the whole Season 7 is great. Sweet. All right, well, that's what we done had watched this past week. And let's talk about this here new news. This is the Dumb Dudes News Network. Um, first piece of news here is that uh, the Daredevil Born Again writers and directors and everything were, um, I think, fired. Oh, yeah. And they're, like, redoing it. Like, they they had, like, half the show filmed, I believe, and they're redoing all of it. Kevin Feige decided that, well, so, as often happens, every time something starts to get going, uh, Disney thinks they know what they're doing over, like, marvel studios and they start to insert themselves and then it inevitably blows up in their face and they have to back off and let kevin be back in charge of things this happened in 2015 with like Mutter, and it happened with bob chapek before uh the new guy is back bob Iger again so what was going on was uh they were trying to just rush things out and get stuff so there was something going on at all times you know and now they're dialing it back and they're rethinking things because of the reception a lot of stuff has gotten recently. And Kevin Feige is in charge, like, again, without a panel of people that he has to deal with. So he didn't like it, what they did so far, because he said it wasn't like the Netflix one. So they're, they canned it. They're starting over. They're also redoing the entire way they do Disney Plus series. Uh, they're not just going to like green light everything and rush stuff like secret invasions, the worst Marvel thing ever at bottom of the barrel. It's absolutely the worst thing they've made and they don't want to do that anymore. So now they're going to do it like, like a real TV shows with a showrunner and a show Bible and multiple seasons of things. So you can stay with certain characters longer. So that's the new approach. So, like, Daredevil is going to be a thing where they can make multiple seasons. So they're going to have a showrunner. They're going to do it in the traditional television model, and I think they're going to do that going forward with other series. Yeah, I don't. I'm not mad about this, especially after uh, Secret Invasion. Uh, I, I'm like, look, I'd rather have quality over quantity any day. Yes. So I don't have a problem with this. Um, I, I think I read that the. Uh, what was being made was like a real like courtroom heavy type show. Yeah. And they wanted it more action like the Netflix. Uh, they said he wasn't even suited up until episode four. Okay. 
I will say this though, I did feel like the Netflix shows had too many episodes. There was always a couple filler episodes in there. Uh except for Jessica Jones season one, which is great pacing the whole way through. But that's only one season of like they did like seven seasons of different shows, you know, overall. Yeah. Uh, more than that. There was a couple filler episodes, but I feel like it if if they work a little harder on that, they can make better episodes, you know? Yeah. Like, if they're more considerate of it. Yeah. Uh, just make stuff happen. Like, when you, like I, when I think back to all, to, like, The Defender, like, first of all, I cannot, t- I cannot tell you what happened in The Defenders. I cannot, I cannot remember one thing that happened. Uh, um, I, I remember uh, freaking out and being angry about the lack of Electra and everything. Hmm. Yeah. But, like, even, um, uh, What's his face? Uh, invulnerable skin. Um, Luke Cage. God, freaking Luke Cage. Um, even when I think back to Luke Cage, it was way too many episodes. Like just like there was episodes like where nothing happened. Yes. So I'm I'm just like let make it less episodes and make stuff happen. Yeah. So that that's kind of where I'm at. They need to. Okay, so in my opinion, they need to choose an author that they want the tone to be like and just follow that because like if if you're going to do Frank Miller for Daredevil for Daredevil do Frank Miller make Bullseye behave like Bullseye does in Frank Miller comics have Electra in there acting like Electra don't have the Karen Page from Brian Michael Bendis's Daredevil mixed in with like when you're trying to do a Frank Miller aesthetic it doesn't work like there's stuff yeah. that doesn't work. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I think they should follow Zdarsky because Zdarsky is, bar none, the absolute best Daredevil comic. I know Frank Miller's more famous, and everyone goes to Miller for Daredevil, but it's it's past now. It's over. It's Zdarsky. He's the best. Follow that. Uh, get Daredevil and Elektra. Put them together. Make Bring in, like, stick in the hand, and just, that's the stuff. Do that. That's what... That is. That's why it's good. Do it that way. Got it. Got it. But you know they don't ask. They don't. They don't. They need to. Yeah. Um, the other piece of news we have here is that Sung Kang. Um, if you don't know who that is, he's a, one of the actors in the Fast and Furious movies. He is going to direct uh, a movie, and it's Initial D, based on the anime. That sounds like a uh, Fast and the Furious anime. Uh, kind of. It's a little more down to earth. Um, I thought so, there was Initial D. Is he making an Amer- American movie? Because isn't yeah. there already Initial D movies? Well, there is. Uh, there's an Initial D movie that was made in like China. It's like in Cantonese. Oh, that's right. Because I think um, we did the trailer for it. We may. Oh, I don't know. I thought this was an old. This. I th- actually, I think it's pretty old. Oh, maybe we didn't. Um. But this is, yeah, this will be uh, an American movie, hopefully with a decent budget. But if you don't know, the, the story is about this kid whose dad owns a tofu shop and he has a, a, Toya, a Toyota Truino uh, AE86, which is like a two-door hatchback Toyota from the 80s, uh, unassuming, doesn't look like a race car or anything. And this kid drifts it through the mountains of um, Japan delivering this tofu and he becomes this like, incredible drift racer kid. And, you know, um, he's, it's about him racing all these other guys with, you know, that have Skylines and RX-7s and all this kind of stuff. So 
I don't know if it's going to be... I hope it's a period piece. I hope it's set in the 80s. I mean, it has to be set in the 80s, right? Or the early 90s. It has yeah. to be. So it'll be a fun period piece. I can't wait for this. I think this is fun. It's a fun story. Uh, Initial D is like super famous. So, um, I mean, it's like it's like what made drifting like known, I would say. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, okay, so uh, don't have no questions times um, and got no games this week. So we're going to go right into the new, 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 new trailers, folks. We have an Adele Nain. Uh, this is uh, what we've been having lately is like nine ish, but there's actually some good ones this time. Yeah, there is. Uh, um, there is some good ones in here. So there's stuff that I'm absolutely going to see. Um, this first one I probably will see. I don't think I'm going to see this in the theater, but I'll watch it when it comes out wherever streaming. It's I called. Think it's, po- it's a Peacock original, oh, so oh, it's okay. just going to be on there. Okay, well that's even easier. Low barrier to entry. So it's called. Please don't destroy. Semicolon. Is it colon or semicolon? That is a colon. Colon. Please don't destroy colon the treasure of Foggy Mountain. So, please don't destroy is a group of writers from Saturday Night Live, much like The Lonely Island, which was Andy uh, Samberg, Akiva Schaefer, and Yorma Tacone. Please don't destroy is is the the current SNL version of those guys. Okay. Uh, so that's like their group name, and then. Uh, I really, I, they, those guys are funny. Like, they make little videos that they put on SNL, like Lonely Island used to do. Ah. And they're usually pretty good. Uh, the, the one this past week was very good. It was like these guys were talking about how they used to do stand up with Pete Davidson. And it, every time they would, like, pull up their clips on YouTube, they were at, like, Deaf Comedy Jam. And Pete Davidson was like, You guys were, like, Deaf Comedy Jam comedians? It's like, That doesn't make any sense. And then, like, I don't know. It was it was good. They're funny, uh, but Conan O'Brien is in this. Yeah, <laughs> it looks it looks really funny, actually. It does. I like these guys. Uh, I have Peacock. I'll watch this. Yeah, I'll watch it too. So check out the trailer for that. I mean, Lonely Island made Hot Rod, which is one of my favorite movies. So SNL writer groups making movies is a good thing. Yeah, I like Coneheads back in the day. Did you ever see Coneheads? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like Coneheads. Um, all right, so then next up we have a trailer for a new trailer for Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Still looking awesome. Cannot wait for this. Yep. I think we talked about the teaser trailer for this. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's after Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh, so people have people know about monsters being real and it's like Monarch is the company that tried to hide stuff and mm-hmm. it's just like gonna be like a like a espionage monster verse show with kurt russell and wyatt russell playing his younger self which is cool uh, okay i was wondering how that fit okay yeah and then we saw john goodman's character from kong skull island mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is still my favorite of all of these movies i love i like that movie uh starring brie larson and her tank top <laughs> um yeah no i don't know too much about this it's gonna be on apple it looks really good, I think. The special effects look good for a TV show. And oh, yeah. I was honestly kind of surprised that Godzilla was in it. Because I, I thought, for some reason, I thought if they're doing a series, they'll do, like, unimportant side stuff, you know? They won't mm-hmm. use, like, Godzilla or Kong, but then Godzilla is very clearly in it. I want them to bring in some, like, 
um, other Japan, uh, Japanese Godzilla stuff, like, why not add some Jet Jaguar stuff in there? Yeah, or Anguirus. Yeah. Megalon, the best one. Megalon. Yeah, like, bring in some cool stuff, man. So, uh, who knows what they'll do, but I'm, I, I'm this, I'm watching this day one. When it comes out, day one, watching this. I'm really excited, too, for that Godzilla minus one that just came out in Japan. Yes. Uh, they're saying it's a masterpiece, so. <gasps> oh, my gosh, really? I got to compare it to Shin Godzilla, which, in my opinion, is the current reigning champion of kaiju movies. Yeah, that's, uh, I, uh, yeah, Shin Godzilla's great. Oh man, I need to um I need to resume the Godzilla movies with with Cyrus. You know, he's yeah. 6. We need to resume that. Um and actually I I owe both my youngest children a viewing of the musical episode in Strange New Worlds, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Yeah. Because we listened to it in the car like my 10-year-old requests that we play it in the car. Excellent. Well, so and she should watch the show. Yeah, she should. Um, all right, so then next up we have a trailer for Orphan Black Echoes. Yeah, so this is a sequel to Orphan Black, which is one of my favorite series. Like, Orphan Black starred Tatiana Maslany, who's She-Hulk. Uh, and, and she was playing, like, many variations, like, clones of herself. But she was playing them all, and she's so good that you would yeah. forget this was the same person when they were interacting. Yeah. And the the effects work was so good that it was completely on you could not tell that that they were doing all this stuff. Like I've watched behind the scenes stuff with her and she would have to do the same scene like several different like sometimes up to like 10 different times from different perspectives of different characters talking to no one and it was seamless when it, when they finished it. Wow. But also, the storyline was really tight and good. It was five seasons. And this is what cemented to me that five seasons is the perfect amount. Oh, this show was di- what did it? Yeah, because I, I watched Orphan Black and I was like, this is perfect how it is. Like, it has, it's a five-act structure. Nothing is wasted. There's no fluff. Everything is, all the development is perfectly good and natural. The show had, had like, the perfect blend of being funny and uh you know dark when it had to be and dramatic when it had to be it's really really good so i'm looking forward to this uh i think kristen ritter's a new clone so she'll have a different clone name because they all had uh there was these different names that they had uh for the clones like the there's male clones and they all had like a I can't remember the it's been a while since Orphan Black ended so I can't remember some of the the little details but I just think it's going to be really good. Like Kristen Ritter's great to begin with and just I'm looking forward to this. I didn't think there would be more Orphan Black and so to get something new in the universe is exciting. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I I don't have any I've seen a couple episodes of the original or maybe like one or two. So I don't have any investment in the original show. And when I saw this, I was like, okay. But then when the trailer is a really good trailer. And it did what trailers are supposed to do. It made me want to watch it. Yeah, it is very good. It's and intriguing. Very good. Yeah, intriguing. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I'll i probably check this out. Um, and I don't know that I necessarily need to watch all the previous stuff to get this one. I, I sort of get the premise. Yeah. I mean, you might 
if you like this one, you might want to go back. Like the yeah. first one is really, really good. Yeah. I mean that uh, that's uh, that's probably worth going through there because uh, it's you know it's, from what I saw it was good you know the yeah, stuff that I did watch good. but I, I was, it was at a time where I had a lot of stuff going on you know how it gets yeah it's hard to watch all this like I still haven't watched Better Call Saul I want to watch that very badly but I haven't seen it yet yeah I've seen like the first season I think I did watch the first season but then it gets I hate Hulu and I had to watch it on Hulu mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like I will wait until I don't have to use Hulu because my yeah. Hulu has ads. Oh yeah, I, I got my my renewals coming up for Paramount Plus. I gotta get. I hate the ads on Paramount Plus. I hate them. Yeah, they're awful, and they like they'll double up too, and it's just like stop. Bass Reeves, Bass Reeves, wicked days of dawn. I actually saw a new trailer for it. It's not quite as bad as in that first trailer, but still. You know, wicked days are done. Hey, I'll tell you what looks real bad. Yeah, this is the worst thing on this. Th- this it's still. No, it's not, but it's the second worst. It's the second worst thing. Wonka. Trailer two for Wonka. It just keeps getting worse. What a waste of this cast. There's some heavy hitters in here, yep. and it's just. I thought I was like, okay, well, maybe it was just a, the first trailer was just a bad cut. You know, it was bad. It just whatever. No, no, it's worse. This looks even worse. Yeah. Do you remember when Robert Downey Jr. made that Dr. Doolittle movie? Yeah. This reminds me of that. Yeah. Like, it looks that bad. Uh, the All of the Oompa Loompa humor in this trailer, like the Oompa Loompa with like the flying jetpack and stuff, reminded me of like someone who likes minions would like this. You know, like someone who's obsessed with minions. I, I do not I'm, I do not care for minions. I don't I don't think any of this is funny. I didn't laugh one time in this. No, it, it, I didn't. The whimsical nature of this is just like it was just forced Hollywood garbage. It's bad. And like Willy Wonka is not Willy Wonka is like a weirdo who <laughs> murdered all those people in the factory. Yeah, I don't know. I you can't. You can't get someone who's not like the same kind of weird as Gene Wilder. Like Timothy Chalamet is not weird. He's no. weird, but like not in a good way. <laughs> no, not in the same way. Certainly not in the same way. Yeah, not in the same way. He he's just not whimsical, and he can't no. be like Gene Wilder had this kind of um had this kind of like aloof allure to yeah. him. Like he's kind of he's he's there with you, but his mind is elsewhere. And Timothy Chalamet just seems like an actor. Timothy Chalamet is like an Oscar actor. Sure, he's a great actor, but he's not this he's not whimsical like he's not he's not like gene wilder no he does his range does not extend into this arena no he's he's paul muadib he is not willy wonka yeah he is muadib muadib yeah you think they would uh, there are people that like the tim burton one though i was gonna say you'd think they'd learn but that does have a cult following i don't think this will this seems forgettable this, I just I I really hate this. I really just don't like the way that it looks. I don't like it. I don't. Why? How did this get greenlit? Did you have nothing else? Yeah, for, uh, it's the because they think pre-existing EPs will will make or IPs will make all the money. That's it. And then they wrench everything that they can out of this stuff. So, well, I mean, I mean, in their defense. Um, the creator has not done all that well, and it's awesome, and it's an original. Yeah, that's true. 
So, like, we're the American people are partly to blame. Let me say oh, that. it's yeah, it's it's everyone's fault. And you know, we pick on like Martin Scorsese for t- talking about comic book movies and stuff all the time, but this is what he's talking about too, not just that. You know. Hmm. Yeah. So anyway, we hate it. Moving on, uh, we have a new trailer for a full trailer for The Curse. Yep, and I accidentally exited the IMDb thing, so I'll pull it back up. I wonder if that weird movie ever came out with what's her face as like the Frankenstein monster oh, girl. I just, there's another trailer for that, but I didn't put it on, so it's not out yet. The Yorgos Lanthimos movie with Emma Stone. Yeah, I forget what it's called, but there's a new trailer for that. I just ignored it. Yeah, I don't care about it. Uh, the The Curse is. A genre-bending drama series that explores how an alleged curse disturbs the relationship of a newly married couple as they try to conceive a child while co-starring on the new HGTV show. So we got we had a teaser trailer for this that was inscrutable. Yeah. Uh, but this one, we finally get to see what's going on. So they're making a TV show, and then <laughs> I did laugh pretty good. Like I did not expect the curse to come from a little girl yeah. who just curses him because he pretends to give her money and then takes the money away. That was pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, I like Emma Stone. I like when she does weird stuff like Maniac on Netflix was really good. I kind of want to watch this and it will be on Paramount Plus, which I yeah. is my most used streaming service. Yeah. So this the feel of this was very Black Mirror to me. Um just without the whole tech aspect of that Black Mirror has. Um did it feel that way to you? Or have you have you seen any Black Mirror? I haven't watched Black Mirror, but isn't uh, black mirror without the tech aspect just twilight zone um kind of is there something different a different vibe is there like a third vibe here there yeah i mean black mirror really has its own vibe i would say okay um and this sort of had some of that well the trailer at least made it feel that that kind of way yeah i think i can even having not seen black mirror i feel like i know what you're talking about yeah so this does look intriguing. Um, if you watch this and say that it's good and that I might like it because you kind of know this kind of stuff I like, then maybe yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah. Uh, all right, next up we have a trailer for The Iron Claw. The true story of the inseparable Von Erich brothers who made history in the intensely competitive world of professional wrestling in the early 1980s. This stars Zac Efron and is an A24 movie about wrestling. Uh, I believe, doesn't Aaron like Zac Efron? She's a Zac Efron scholar, she says. Yeah, so she's going to watch this. So you'll probably watch it. I will probably end up seeing this, yeah, because yeah. th- this is one of those rare instances where Aaron and I have um, overlapping magisteria. Uh-huh. So it's, so it's wrestling for me and then Zac Efron for her. And this looks like a drama, but also just... This is actually a really tragic story, by the way, so this is probably like... A, a downer but yeah um, but a24 makes good movies so they do and the good. acting is all, so this is what you know he was i mean he obviously did like some kind of a steroid he looks completely different no so i figured out what this was he uh, broke his it? jaw and it healed weird oh okay okay yeah. he talked about it recently and there he was like i don't know he's like i didn't expect so many people to talk about <laughs> i would talk about this and where i would have to explain what happened he fell off something and he broke his jaw and it healed and the mu- the muscles on his face moved to hold his jaw differently oh wow so okay that is something i learned recently about yeah. zach efron all right 
So, uh, anyway, so I'll probably watch it. Are you going to watch this? No, I don't care about wrestling. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So, next up, we have a trailer for If You Were the Last. Yeah, so this is the worst on the list. Jay sent me this. I don't know why he did. The plot is adrift in their broken down space shuttle with little hope of rescue. Two astronauts argue over whether they're better off spending their remaining days as friends or something more. So it's Anthony Mackie and Natalie Morales, I think. And they're floating, or, or Zoe. I don't know who this person is. I'm just looking at the list of names here. Yeah. Uh, it's not Natalie Morales. She must be somewhere else. She was in Parks and Rec. Mm. Uh, anyway, Anthony Mackie and this girl are floating away. Zoe Chow. That's who it is. Okay. And they're floating off in a spaceship, probably going to die. And they're, like, deciding whether they should fall in love or not. Uh, pretty bad looking to me. Yeah, this is... Um, is, is Anthony Mackie now an NBC actor? I was, I think so, because he's in a lot like Twisted Metal and stuff. Yeah. But I've been thinking recently that I think Anthony Mackie is kind of the quality of a TV actor, yeah. and he just like caught a lucky break with Winter Soldier. I I, I think I might have to agree with you. Yeah, that is yeah. what I've decided. Yeah. So. Um, I, I'm absolutely not going to watch this. First of all, I don't like the premise of this. Like, I, I don't want to see two married people be untrue to their spouses or like have these conversations where they're trying to figure out if they should be untrue to their spouses. I don't even, I don't care if you're about to die, buddy, you made a covenant. Stop, stop. I hate this. So I'm not going to watch this. Um, I, I, and I, and I never finished uh, twisted metal and I don't know that I ever will. Yeah, I didn't start it, and then just the drive to start it has faded. So, yeah. So, <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry. Sorry, and I didn't really like uh, that season of the um, Cortical Stack show. Oh no, that's unfinishable. Uh, like that season was so bad. Uh, Alter Carbon. The first that's season it. was pretty cool, I thought, with Joe Kinnaman, and then that season, the Anthony Mackie season, was awful. I, I just didn't dig it. I didn't really dig Altered Carbon, like, any of it, really. It was, it was very, like, the first season was the lowest tier of something where I still watched the whole thing. Hmm. But it was, like, just there. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just got there. And I only finished it because I, like, Deacon Lockerman was in it. And mm. she, she's uh, cool. Because I like her from Dollhouse back in the day. Yeah. And she's also in something else. Uh, she's in... Uh, the Adam Scott show Severance. Severance, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's right. So anyway, we're not going to see that show. Uh, uh, we oh we have a we have a second trailer for Napoleon, buddy. This is going to be this looks like a going. masterwork. This looks like a masterwork from yep. Ridley Scott. Like you can tell when Ridley Scott tries and when he doesn't try. Yep. And here he's trying. This. I've always I've said this before, but I've always yeah. wanted a movie of this, and I've yeah. always wanted it from him specifically. And the fact that he's just making the movie that I have often requested of him, like this is all his strengths. This time period is when everything looks the coolest. Like this is the Master and Commander times, because that was the Napoleonic Wars. Yep. Uh, yeah, War of eighteen twelve, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, this is this is the coolest, most underutilized time period for stuff like this yeah 
they haven't made a good Napoleon movie. Like, no, and this, which is crazy, right? It is insane because of I, all the cool stuff he's well, yeah. cool stuff, interesting stuff he's done. I mean, some of it was horrible, but you know, whatever. Yeah. It's historical. It's cool I wish historically. It, I do wish this was in French. Uh, that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The I was gonna say something. Um. What was I gonna say? Were you gonna say Crap, that Vanessa, I had a Vanessa Kirby is in this and she's great, <laughs> and I kind of hope she's Sue Storm. I should be a good Sue Storm. Yeah. Her face is how I picture Sue Storm's face when I read comics. Like, mm. like that's what the drawings look like to me. So I, I kind of would like yeah. her to be that. Yeah. Oh, I know. I was gonna say, uh, this this trailer really cemented the idea in my mind that I'm going to listen to a a book on tape about this time period and Napoleon himself. I've listened to like several podcasts about this period in history and just like going to find stuff like that. It makes me want to just read the Master and Commander books because the, there's a bunch of books. Like the Aubrey Metrin novels are just good. Yeah, that might be fun. Yeah. But it just looks so good. Like I want to watch the director's cut, which is four and a half hours long. That he's of this? Making. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely want to yeah. see that. And it's going to be on Apple TV. So just bring it, bring it to me. I want it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do the director's cut for sure. Yeah. Okay, the final trailer that we've got here is I something. Wow, well, I was going to call it. This spe- is something yeah, weird. It is something weird. So this is it's called Fairway Downs. Yeah. And when I started watching, I was like, wait a minute, hadn't it, this already been made? And it yeah. and it had because it was the movie Australia yep. that it came out years ago. Yep. And they have cut it into six episodes apparently. So, yeah, so they took the Baz Luhrmann movie Australia and they chopped up the movie Australia into a show. Now, this is not unheard of. They did it with The Hateful Eight on Netflix, the Tarantino movie, turned that into a show. But it's just such a weird thing because they're acting like this is new. But and, they're calling it, and they're calling it something different. Yeah, that's the thing. They still call the Hateful Eight series the Hateful Eight. It's just like that's the director's cut and it was so long they made it into episodes. This is Australia the movie cut up and renamed and then marketed as a series. Yes, the Australia movie is extremely long. Uh, I own it on Blu-ray because of David Wenham. David Wenham, who plays Faramir, every single thing he says in this is quotable in his accent. So, And I just love David Wenham's voice. Like His accent is my favorite. Yeah. So, like, I still always go, I always go, he put a kiss on me, which is from this movie. <laughs> he put a kiss on me. But what a, what a weird thing. What a, why what, this? What a weird... Why this movie? I, I don't know. When did this movie, when did Australia come out? 2000, 2008. Let me look. The reason I'm at, as you're looking that up, the reason I asked yeah, 2008, this, it, I was right. I okay. should never second guess myself. Wow, that's impressive, dude. So the the um, the quality of this looks like grainy, and I was like, why does it look like this? And it's because it's from 2008. But 2008 didn't look like that. I don't remember, but maybe just that's what film looks like. Every time you watch a movie, so the way when you watch movies that are shot on digital. Uh, it doesn't have that, and whenever mm. you watch one that's on film, you forget what movies look like, and so that's what that's what it looks like. But the you know that's it's film. That's what it looks mm. like. Okay. 
even there's there's newer movies that have this in there the film grain but we don't notice it because of all the digital movies and then when we see it it looks weird yeah i think that's probably right yep like if you like like when you watch ahsoka like it's so crisp and clear yep it's like digital yeah it's so crisp so this looks very different yeah i noticed that too when i was watching it was like this looks like the outlaw josie wales you know yeah (laughs) Except it like cut it up into six episodes. Yeah, they cut it up into six episodes. Um, David Winham, and I'm the bad yeah. guy in this particular feature. Oh, is he? <laughs> yeah, he's the villain. He's, he's the, the villain. villain. He is. He's the right. He's the right mean fellow. He is. He's my favorite voice in the world. David Winham. David he Winham. He needs. A, he needs. He needs to read you a book on tape. He does, yeah. He, well, he's going to read me the story of Australia in this particular film. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder one, what his name is. Name is. And where he comes, where he comes from. from. What I lies literally st- or threats led him on this long <laughs> march from home? And would he not rather have stayed there in peace? This war will make corpses of his own. I was doing macro photography uh, in my flower garden. And I saw a butterfly, and I didn't know what kind it was. And I whispered to myself, I wonder what his name is. <laughs> Where he comes from. Where he comes from. Uh, all right. Well, that is all the new new trailers that we have, uh, folks. Uh, and that brings us to the trailer mailers. Yeah, so we asked the double questions times last week. And y'all must have been thirsty because we got a lot of responses. Now, Kevin told me he left a voicemail, so you'll have to retrieve the audio for that and send it to me. Oh, look at that. I have one new voicemail. If you can send me that, I will insert it into here. So Kevin's answer will come first via voicemail. And then our first question was, if the writers slash actor strike continued, what movie slash TV shows would you rewatch first? Hello, gentlemen. This is Kevin. Um, as per the question times for this week, um, you've already got my response for the mundane powers. Uh, although I do agree with Ben, even if it was a short range thing, it would save me a half hour commute every day, which would be awesome. Um, as far as things I would catch up on if the writer's strike continued, uh, I'm one to, uh, continue my backlog of things that I need to catch up on. But if I had to pick, it would be arcane. So keep up the good work. And Steph said, Steph said, about to wa- rewatch Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Has, she's introducing it to, um, I think, is that, she, Brendan has never seen it, is that right? Yeah. So she, this is his first watch through. Yeah, she borrowed my, I brought my Blu-ray set because I have the box set. I brought it down there when we got our tattoo. And then she's, he's never seen it. Mm. Uh, so she's <laughs> introducing it to him. I I I, I want to say I saw that either on her stories or his stories that uh, first time watching first watch through likely hers she posts way more than he does yeah well that's cool Elaine said I'll rewatch New Girl and Brooklyn Nine Nine then I would probably start rewatching Disney movies from the nineties and early two thousands Brooklyn Nine Nine is one of my uh, go to sitcoms I love that one uh, New Girl I never watched I never watched that one me neither um. There is that one character, though, that I, I do kind of like from New Girl. And I can't remember his name. Who cares? Uh, good, cool story, Ben. Yeah, good good one. 
<laughs> we we just got confused because I had to reorganize this, so I threw off the the groove. Um, Mark says I've been wanting to rewatch Lost recently. My wife hasn't seen it, and it was such a good time, regardless about how you feel about the ending. Yeah, man, like when Lost was going and everyone was like wondering about it and stuff, that was a good time. My wife's I, good now. I honestly think it would be better if it got canceled and no one got any resolution. So, like, if it got canceled after season four, maybe, or five, and there was no final season, then no one could complain, and everyone would still come up with theories and stuff. Oh, yeah, there'd be, there'd be like, people would be making specials about it, and, like, yeah. people would be, they like, be, they would be making their own motion comics of, like, yeah. how it ends. Because, you know what? For all the complaining people did about how much they wanted answers and wanted to know, that's not what people want. They don't want to know. They want the mystery. They do not want resolution. So, yeah, they don't uh, want to see the alien. Yeah, they don't want to see it. They act, they feel like they do, but they don't. And I, I like Lost. Uh, I don't care about the end. Like, I don't think it's bad as people think. Uh, but I also think I would have liked to not know anything. So he's right. It is a good, a good time, and it was a good, it was a good period of TV. Good, go for it, Mark. Ray said, uh, forever rewatching The X-Files. That's another thing where I, I really like The X-Files, but they kind of they kind of fumble the, the lore a little with X-Files here and there. But, you know, you just ignore that and you, you like the parts of it that you like. Our second question from Kevin, he said, if you could have one superpower, mundane or otherwise, that would help you in your day-to-day life, what would it be and why? And Steph said, in general, I would want teleportation to make travel easier, but being able to communicate with my pets would be extremely helpful on a daily basis. Yep. Agreed. Sure. Yeah. I wish I could talk to Chili. And then I could explain to him that me cutting his nails is good for him, and not, I'm not trying to eat him when I do it. <laughs> nice. Uh, Elaine said, mundane power to be able to brew the perfect cup of coffee, coffee every time. Also, I asked my brother this question, and he is on my same wavelength, but more disturbing. And he said he wishes he could shoot coffee out of his fingertips. Uh, that's kind of gross. Yeah, I don't want any coffee from my own body. No, I don't want body coffee, fingertip coffee. No. Like, like imagine somebody stirring your coffee with their finger. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. What if it came want... from, where does it come from? Do you have like a coffee sack inside your body that produces it? Gross. Ugh. Yeah. No now, thanks, is, Elaine's brother. Yeah. Now, if he's like manifesting it out of thin air, you know, like a millimeter away a from his fingertip. Brew. A conjured brew. I could get behind that. Yeah. Conjured coffee, yes. But biologically produced, like Peter Parker mm-hmm. in the Raimi movies, web shooters. No yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And like fingers have like a lot of bacteria. Uh huh. Yeah. No, no. Uh, Mark says his mundane superpower would be the ability, the ability to reverse entropy. I want to be able to restore anything I touch to its brand new state or be able to instantly clean a space. Slightly, that reminds me of the end of Doctor Strange where the city is undestroying itself because of the time stone. Slightly less mundane, after having a newborn that sleeps on me sometimes during the day, I've never wanted Jedi telekinesis powers more. <laughs> My phone seems to always be on the other side of the room somehow, or I really want some food. 
I would love to close my eyes and levitate a snack to myself. Honestly, this is my current situation as I'm typing this, and I'm really hungry. Please help. Oh, buddy, uh, he answered a couple days ago. He might be long gone by now. Yeah, there's no way we can help you. It, we record I mean, on, on Fridays, Mark. <laughs> yeah, this is... Uh, you're, you're, you might be dead. <laughs> the ghost of Mark. The ghost of Mark has written to us. Sorry, Mark. Rest in uh, peace. Br- R.I.P. Uh, Bridget said, I have ADHD, so having better than average short-term memory would be a mundane superpower that would really help me out a lot. LOL. Yeah, I think most of America has ADHD and doesn't realize it. Um, Because I feel like I have some elements of that sometimes, too. Sure. Uh, Ray says, daily office superpower would be think to type. I would be an email answering goddess. (laughs) This email finds, I hope this email finds you well. It does not find me well. It rarely does. Try try old chat GPT, Ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you go. Uh, and if you want to try chat GPT, you can Instagram us at trailerblazerspodcast. Or you can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. The best way to support us is to uh, follow, support us on Patreon at trailerblazerspodcast.com or patreon.com slash trailerblazers. You can leave us a voicemail like Kevin did at hititifa8 or 448-488-4328. And if you you want, you can go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review, which is still a great way for the show to gain traction. And if you do that quick, Mickey's going to let you know what happens. Yeah, but I'm always going to tell you what's going to happen because... Quick Mickey's got his sixty straight, and I'm also a businessman. Did you know that, Nick, that I'm a businessman? I was aware, yes. Yeah, I'm I'm also an ideas man. I like to brainstorm, and I had an idea. We could make our own coffee company, and we can call it Fingertips Coffee. And you might say, that's not a great, uh, that's not a great name, Quick Mickey. And I'd say, listen, man. What you want to get across is this is handmade coffee. People people like it when stuff's handmade. I mean, heck, Etsy's their whole their whole stick is that this stuff's handmade. So we're just gonna make handmade coffee, and we can probably serve it at my restaurant. Um, Weldon's, the Weldon's. Remember where I serve all our steak is well done because that's how my daddy taught me yep. to do things. Well done. Unfortunate, yes. Yeah, so we we can serve. Fingertip coffee at Well Done. And uh, and then we can also sell it. We just let places that want to sell it. And that, and then you get dividends, and that's, that's, that's called business, and that is a tip. Thank you, Quick Mickey. Effervescent, reticulated, resplendent, as always, for the Trailer Blazers. My name is Nick Kelly, and there's no video game section today, but I'll just let you know I'm playing Jedi Survivor and enjoying it. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, and uh, only game I've been playing is Duolingo. I'm in the Diamond League, baby. I'm at the tippy top. Yeah, baby. Happy Trailsers. You forget what movies look like, and so that's what that's what it looks like. But the you know that's it's Armageddon. That's what it looks like.